ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 315th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my event of the week that I covered, in addition to my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, I'll begin today's show with my event of the week that I covered, which was the Travis Roy 8th Annual Boston Wiffle Ball Challenge held late last week at Boston University's historic Nickerson Field. And as background, Travis Roy uh, was a freshman hockey player at the legendary Boston University hockey program. And literally just minutes into his Freshman year, first game ever. Uh, as a freshman, he was uh, went into the boards and has been paralyzed ever since. But he is just doing great works. He is a uh, well-known throughout Boston area and New England, to put it mildly, especially with the hockey community uh, and everyone else as well. Household name up here in New England, that's for sure. And uh, so... He's been having this Boston Wiffle Ball Challenge, uh, and he teams up, the Travis Roy Foundation teams up with the Franciscan Children's uh, Organization, and basically they enhance the lives of spinal cord injured individuals and also help children with complex medical issues as well. So it was just a great event, uh, beautiful evening. Uh, at Boston University, and there was just countless wiffle ball teams uh, spreading out across the entire field, uh, and first class and great competition, uh, great barbecue to go with it, uh, a lot of well-known personalities, media, uh, endless list of sponsors. And uh, since 2013, this event has raised uh, over half a million dollars. And just really, really a special event that I was privileged to attend. And uh, look forward to many more down the road. So, moving on. My highlight of the week was having the non-stop World Cup games to watch, two, three, four a day. It's been awesome since last Tuesday when it opened in Russia. Uh, but the highlight, 
of all the games was certainly Friday afternoon. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, his hat trick uh, against Spain, one of the favorites along with Brazil. Uh, and the culmination, of course, was uh, the tying goal uh, to tie up the game, uh, which when you have a draw with Spain, it's like a victory, and they treated it as such in his final kick. Uh, free kick was just a thing of beauty as he bent it like Beckham right around the wall of opponents, and it just missed uh, the one opponent on the end on Ronaldo's right side, missed his head by like uh, less than six inches, and then curled right into the upper right corner of the goal. A truly a thing of beauty. And uh, in contrast, we had, uh, of course, the consensus other best player in the world, Lionel Messi, uh, who had a penalty kick opportunity uh, in their game, and he did not convert, uh, nor did he have any goals. So clearly, after the first game, for the two superpowers, Argentina and Portugal, uh, you have to give the edge to Ronaldo. Uh, we'll see how it all develops, but Ronaldo uh, seems to be coming up bigger and bigger as time goes by. Uh, we'll remember he was injured, uh, but how he cheered on his teammates uh, in the international Europe competition, uh, I guess it was last year. Um, so again, his, uh, his legend grows where Messi, who has, uh, uh, not had his greatest games in international competition, but yet his team did get to the final four years ago of the world cup, losing to Germany. Um, and it was, uh, you know, so he, he hasn't, you know, by any means lived up to the prolific, player he has been for uh, Barcelona. Uh, and of course, uh, not coincidentally, uh, Ronaldo plays for Barcelona's main rival, which of course is Real Madrid. So, uh, great. And speaking of Germany, as I referenced, having won it four years ago, they along with Brazil and Spain are considered the favorites. And shocking result yesterday with Mexico beating Germany one to nothing. And it was so interesting in that uh, I saw more Mexico jerseys around Boston yesterday uh, than imaginable. So it was great to see and uh, huge upset. So it's just been lots of great games. Again, nonstop action. It's great to know that pretty much Anytime during the day from pretty 8 a.m. till about 4 p.m. every single day, you're likely to be able to get a live soccer match direct from Russia. So it is awesome. Well, my bizarre story of the week was watching Phil Mickelson, of all people, chasing and then hitting a moving ball at the U.S. Open. Uh, you had to see it to believe it. And he would be the last person, I would think, that you would consider doing something like that. And uh, he got assessed a two-stroke penalty. There was some talk 
of disqualification. This happened on Saturday. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, but uh, between the act itself, obviously uh, there for all of us to see, as well as his explanation afterwards, didn't go over all that well with uh, the powers that be and many in the media. Uh, so it was different. That's for sure. It was right out of uh, what some of us would do, uh, what many of us would do, uh, playing miniature golf. <laughs> when you hit a bad shot and you go running after it and hit it while it's still moving. It was crazy to see. Um, so all in all, U.S. Open, Brooks Kepka, boy, I mean, you have to look at him a lot differently now. Uh, he broke through last year winning his first U.S. Open. Now he's the first player in 30 years uh, to win uh, since Curtis Strange in 88-89, I believe it was, to win back-to-back -back U.S. Opens, one of only seven to have ever done it, and one of them, of course, Bobby Jones, I think, in the late 20s. So uh, Ben Hogan did it as well, and just good for him. Uh, again, he, he has now firmly placed himself on the world stage and looking ahead to next year's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, that is going to be a big deal uh, as he goes for a three-peat. Uh, interesting weekend down there at Shinnecock Hills and uh, the Hamptons on Long Island uh, between the weather, uh, whether it was wind, rain, or fog, really, really affecting play on Thursday and Friday. Uh, the pin placements angering some players. Uh, it made for an interesting weekend. Fabulously beautiful course down there in, uh, in the Hamptons. No surprise. And uh, once again, just hats off to Brooks Kepka. He, uh, he did it. Dustin Johnson had a four-stroke lead heading into Saturday. Uh, and he and Kepka played together. On Sunday, uh, but it was Kepka who pulled away and uh, won. Uh, not a whole lot of drama. He just had to drain a, a couple putts, a little drama when he hit a shot on the 18th off to the left of the green, but he was easily able to get down in two. And uh, to get down in three would have had to, uh, would have necessitated a playoff with Tommy Fleetwood. That didn't happen. A lot of big names missed the cut. Tiger Woods. Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, uh, but usual U.S. Open, super challenging, and uh, and again, congrats to Brooks Kepka. Speaking of golf, the Travelers begins this week, and it's going to be awesome uh, down in Cromwell, Connecticut. I've covered for a number of years, covering it again this week. A lot of big names, including Brooks Kepka, will be there. We remember the Travelers last year were. Jordan Spieth hold out from the sand to win it in overtime, I believe. And uh, so it was, it was the best ending of the year, uh, I think, in uh, all of the PGA, all of golf last year. So uh, the Travelers is, again, increasingly uh, got cachet with each passing year. And it's going to have a lot more. They have a great, great field. Finally, my low light of the week is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, apparently, according to one report, once out traded away from San Antonio, a lot of 
uh, talk that maybe the Celtics would get him. They have the most to offer. Living up here in Boston, it's a big topic, but uh, for my money, I hope they don't even bother. Uh, two things. Number one, this mysterious injury that he has. He only played nine games this year. And more importantly, number two, uh, given the bizarre nature of this whole season with Kawhi Leonard, where you know apparently there's an uncle in his ear, he wouldn't talk to the Spurs, second opinions, uh, on and on and on, you know, teammates holding team meetings to try to talk him into playing, uh, did he or did he not quit on his team? That's a whole lot of unanswered questions, starting with the did he quit on his team part. So if I'm the Celtics, or if that matter, any other NBA team, I realize he is one of the top five players in the world. He was a perfect spur, <laughs> quiet guy, so it seemed, a la Tim Duncan. Uh, but uh, there's too many unanswered questions. So in, in this scenario with Kawhi Leonard, so if I'm a GM of a team, I don't touch him, despite his immense talent. Uh, just too many unanswered questions. So let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game, and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, calls in to join us. And A.P., how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on this show. Beautiful day here in Alabama. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we've got a hot one up here in Boston. Uh, into the 90s. Uh, 
kind of a white cloud cover, or we might be hitting 100. There was talk that it might be a record breaker, but uh, I think we're going to be low 90s as it turns out. But it's a warm one. Summer has arrived. It's awesome. We're loving it up here. Yeah, I think we're going to touch 90 today, so you're a little bit warmer than we are in Alabama. How about that? doesn't happen often, does it? <laughs> Too many times. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, speaking of summer, we're into the summer NBA season. I ended my previous segment talking about Kawhi Leonard and... You know, I touched on it, but you and I can maybe delve a little deeper. AP, it's one of the craziest stories I can ever remember by the least likely guy in the NBA. Superstar, we'll say. Least likely superstar to be in the middle of something like this. Uh, You know, to say he doesn't talk much is an understatement. He, of course, was the MVP of the finals a few years back. Uh, he, He was clearly the person that the baton was being passed down from Tim Duncan to him as the straw that stirs the drink in San Antonio. And now this, I mean, you talk about it just coming out of nowhere, the, you know, the quad injury apparently, but a lot of mystery surrounding it. Doctors, second opinions, not talking to the team, Popovich, the stability of San Antonio on and on and on. It just gets crazier. And again, I'll just reiterate, by someone I think we all would agree is the least is the last guy you would have ever thought last superstar to be involved in something like this it's just so weird yeah John he was cruising along in his career a tremendous contributor you know and he ascended to that top position with San Antonio and then this mystery injury and then the lack of communication I mean, San Antonio, John, is one of the great teams with a capital T in all of sports. Correct. They they bring in players that make each other better, and no one seems to be uh, too interested in getting all the publicity, and they win a lot of games. The coach is the focal point of the team primarily, and he's, you know, funny and cantankerous at times, but he's always entertaining and now you have a situation where he was, you know, going to be anointed as the king of that team, and it looks like it's not going to happen. But in this day and age, when you could communicate in many, so many ways or through so many people, I mean, why has something not not been uh, managed properly? Correct. I mean, he's the face of the franchise. You said the anointed one going forward, and they've had quite a string. As I heard on the radio this morning, you know, it went from David Robinson to Tim Duncan to generally, you know, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili together. And now on to, you know, Kawhi Leonard. And oh, by the way, five championships or so along the way. And just the absolute uh, picture of stability of any sports franchise in the world, certainly America, as you said. And again, here's this ultra-quiet guy. Doesn't hardly say a word when he was just burst onto the scene as the MVP of the finals. You know, uh, frankly, nobody knew what to make of him, uh, which I and I think a lot of people, you, you know, 
everybody loved him. I mean, what's not to like? I mean, he was just out there doing amazing things on the court and not saying a whole lot off it, which meaning, you know, so there was nothing not to like. And have this just come out of nowhere. Yeah, John, I, I can't figure it out. Sometimes what happens is an individual makes that climb into the top echelon of the league and then when he seeks advice, it all ends up being wrong from from a family member, from an agent, from a manager. But some, something definitely went haywire because he was on track to, to be in the city that loves him, uh, uh, the San Antonio Spurs that have rabid fans, an excellent organization, and, and now you have this fiasco. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time in San Antonio working at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl for many years. And, you know, so five, six years in a row down there. And so I really get it. Obviously, they're the only sports team in town, so they literally own that town. Uh, and it's a town that wants to be owned by them. I mean, it's a true love, uh, you know, love relationship. I mean, they just love their team down there. And uh, all the players have always loved living there. Uh, and it's a great place. I love San Antonio. So it's just so crazy that, again, it would happen with this team. And, you know, the other thing, you know, there's just so many angles on this. But the last guy in sports, in my mind, the last guy, and there's only one other that you'd even put in the conversation, that's Belichick. But, of course, is Greg Popovich, who you would not extend the utmost respect to, i.e., speak face-to-face with the man. If that, It doesn't seem like that's happened. If it has, nobody knows about it. Uh, but how Kawhi Leonard could not sit down face-to-face with Greg Popovich, and apparently that has not happened in many, many months, uh, is that's really just beyond me. Again, he, Greg Popovich, along with Belichick, is one of only two people in sports that that is just the ultimate sign of disrespect against two of the most respected people in all of sports. Uh, but in this case, obviously Popovich. Yeah. You would think he'd sit down because Greg Popovich is very candid. I'm sure he's the same way with his players behind closed doors. He's going to tell you right. exactly what's on his mind. And then you could, you can make your decision from that point. But if you d- decline to, to, to sit down man to man, face to face, I think that's short sighted on Kawhi's part and his management team and what they're suggesting. And, and uh, you know, it's just outrageous, really, when you have a, a great organization like San Antonio and you have one of the premier coaches and, and you're just, you can't sit down with him. Right. And, every you know, from everything we know, everybody has always loved playing with Pop, for Pop, I should say, all his players, uh, you know. It's just always been this marriage made in heaven on the outside, and there's never been anything even close to this occur in San Antonio. Again, the literally perfect example of what stability in sports means, you know, along with the ownership, and uh, I think it's general manager Buford. I mean, they just keep perking along 15 to 20 years now, always competitive, winning championships, uh, and oh, by the way, let's not forget the last time we saw Kawhi Leonard healthy, uh, was last year in the first round of the playoffs, uh, 
when he single-handedly led the Spurs to a 25-point halftime lead over Golden State, in Golden State, uh, and then he got hurt. And that's the last we've ever seen Kawhi when he was Kawhi. But, you know, that's a heck of a memory to remember him by. I mean, you know, when you look back, of course, Golden State went on to win the championship last year. They won it this year. And if you're looking, I mean, what's more important right now to every other NBA team, aside from Golden State, obviously, than finding the player, the mix, the formula to somehow, some way, catch up and or beat Golden State? And here you have a guy suddenly might be free, and he is a guy that, let's just say, he's clearly not not scared of Golden State, given the last we saw him play against them, right? No, absolutely. So whatever choice that he's going to make, I'm sure it's with intentions of being surrounded by a group of individuals that can challenge Golden State. Correct. I mean, that is... In my mind, that's his biggest selling point, especially among the people who think they can beat him. You know, the one player away. That's Houston. That's Cleveland. That's Boston. But, you know, AP, I'm just going to say what I said, you know, to close out the first segment. You know, if I'm Danny Ainge, and I'm just saying that because I happen to be located here in Boston, and obviously they have more to offer than any other team, period. Um, I wouldn't touch them. Based on what we know, we being the media, the general public, I'm sure they know more than we do. But I would find him, you know, because we're talking, obviously, a max contract here. Uh, Right. You know, but I wouldn't I wouldn't touch him despite his immense talent, because there's the injury is one thing. Strange behavior is another thing. And then you can, the strange behavior carrying an element of, quote, disrespect towards the team or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. It, it's tricky. Yeah, at any time you want to have those two questions answered, John, the injury and the personality conflict, you want to get to the heart of that matter because you don't want to have a chasm develop on the team because now his, obviously his ego has has been elevated uh, with the situation. So he's a different person, it seems, uh, from when he first came out to the scene. Correct. Correct. And, uh, again, it, it couldn't happen. The personality contrast couldn't be wider, right? From the guy that was the MVP to the guy we're seeing now. I mean, you, you, you just, again, you can't make this stuff up. It seems almost impossible to believe. Right. Are you getting a, a, a highly talented player that is now on the verge of becoming a disruptive force? Or are you going to get a highly talented person who's going to overcome this injury and is going to return to his his way of being a good teammate? Correct. Correct. And at the end of the day, I mean, the final thought I would have if I was a team interested in him, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's obvious. Who's to say it won't happen to you, right? <laughs> Whatever this personality thing is or whoever's in his ear that apparently doesn't like San Antonio for some reason. We don't know what it is. Um, so, you know, that, that again, that in and of itself is, you know, I, I, I wouldn't take the risk. I wouldn't. Uh, again, it's, yeah, if you could get him for, you know, 
something reasonable, reasonable price, reasonable yeah. salary, reasonable trade. I, I grab them in a second. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying I wouldn't mortgage the future of the team and the Celtics have something pretty good going, which is why, again, I, I live, I'm here in Boston, so I'm using them as an example. I wouldn't risk upsetting a team that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row by taking Kawhi Leonard and giving up some of those key pieces and or picks. No, the maximum player must be 100% with the team, with the coaching staff, uh, with all the individuals that he's going to play with uh, on the court. There can't be any doubts. There's no wiggle room in that decision for me. If I was a general manager, I have to have, uh, uh, you know, full uh, confirmation that he's going to he show up as the uh, Kawhi Leonard from a few years back. Correct. And on the flip side, you know, uh, to be totally fair, you know, I heard obviously we're here in L. He wants to be in L.A. That could be Lakers. That could be Clippers. Neither team is going anywhere for the next year or two, period. We know that. That's obvious. So if I'm either of those two franchises, yeah, I, I, I'd give them anything. You, I, I, I would blow it up. I would have, there's nothing to blow up in my mind. You know, the Lakers, a few things to like. Clippers, uh, let's just say, not the team they were just a year or two ago. I even heard something about Phoenix, and Phoenix is a classic example. I mean, they're, you know, they're just like going nowhere and have been nowhere, which is sad, by the way, um, for many years. Right. If I'm Phoenix, and I think they have the number one pick, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I, I do whatever he wants. I, I do anything to get him because, you know, you're no worse off than you already are, which is easily the worst team in the NBA, right? Yeah, I mean, they have a great fan base out there in Phoenix. They do. They do. So that, and you know, again, I'm trying to be fair here. My whole point is, you know, if there's no risk and there's no risk for Phoenix and minimal risk for the two LA teams, then I go for it and I do whatever it takes to get him here. I mean, he's one of the top five players of the NBA period uh, when he's healthy. But if I'm, you know, uh, Boston, I don't do it, you know, or a T or Houston, for instance, I don't blow up what is just, you know, the potential team to topple golden state, Especially Houston. I mean, they were right there if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. So we shall see, AP. But again, uh, you know, they always say the the old line, which we use many times, truth is stranger than fiction. And boy, this is one no one would have ever, ever in a million years seen coming. So, But, but it's here. And now it's going to be fascinating to watch. You know, you throw this on top of the LeBron sweepstakes and... It's going to be an interesting uh, couple of weeks going forward, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, the phones will be ringing. Yeah, and yeah, oh, and one more closing note. I mean, you have to think that LeBron is just sitting there looking at Kawhi and thinking, boy, LeBron and a healthy Kawhi together. Uh, of course, LeBron was, you know, firsthand witness to Kawhi's spectacular MVP performance when they beat the Miami Heat a few years back. Uh, so he knows what's possible with Kawhi. And, uh, you know, who, so who knows? Maybe LeBron stays in Cleveland where he's, you know, the, the coach and the general manager as well. And they just convinces Kawhi to come to Cleveland. And, boy, there they are right there. 
And we, you know, yeah, they already like. Go ahead. No, no, John. Those types of players, LeBron James, they they feel they have the power to persuade someone like Kawhi Leonard to to get in line to to uh, you know uh, affect his behavior. Right, and they have you know they have the number eight pick in the draft. Uh, he's already turned over the entire roster, so it seemed you know back in March or whatever. So he would have no problem. I don't know if there's anybody that people want out there that you know specifically the Spurs want. But, you know, uh, let's just say, you know, LeBron would have no trouble, you know, turning over the roster again to get him. So going to be fun, AP, but uh, we've blown a little bit past our usual break time. So why don't we take our break now? Much more to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports, and AP, we spent the previous segment talking basketball, specifically Kawhi Leonard. So as we like to do, let's talk a little about football and one of our favorite topics, quarterbacks, of which uh, from Tom Brady to the Mannings to Andrew Luck, uh, some quarterback news that started last night or yesterday morning. I watched it last night. Tom Brady interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. And it's got New England uh, all in a tizzy, as you can imagine, if not most of the football <laughs> world. Uh, I loved it. It was great. It was a solid 45, 50 minutes, basically an hour. Uh, touched on many, many subjects, just Oprah and 
Brady. And the, the quote that's getting, you know, a lot of attention up here is, you know, that he sees the end coming, quote, sooner rather than later, which basically has got uh, some people in an uproar up here, uh, you know, throwing around the how did we get from I'm playing till 45, perhaps beyond age 45, perhaps beyond to sooner rather than later. Uh, and in the middle of that, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo was traded. So that's where people in New England have gone. <laughs> no surprise, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah they, you know? And, you know, New England always has that that uh, cloud over them, the people who oh, live yeah. there. It's, a, it's like a personality of the region, I think. They're always expecting the worst. Totally. You, you lived here. You, know, you lived here. Yeah. I live here. And, yeah, it's a glass half full, you know, 10 <laughs> championships later in the last 16 years, and, and nothing changes, right? <laughs> it just doesn't change. No, 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 they never get rid of that that mindset. It's always uh, it's, it's ingrained in, in their spirit. Correct. Uh, here's my take on it, AP. Pretty simple. I mean, you know, I thought it was a per- perfectly normal statement to say at age 40, you know, he did things at age 40 that no athlete has ever done in history, i.e. the MVP of the league, 500-plus yards passing in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, obviously they lost. But, you know, for his, she asked him a direct question. He answered it honestly, and I feel he answered everything honestly. Uh, you know, maybe a different choice of words, but, you know, it's pretty direct. I mean, sitting there at age 40, he'll be 41 in a couple of months, August. And, you know, to not to say, you know, sooner rather than later, I don't see much wrong with that. I mean, that's just real. That's realism in my book. Um, but, you know, the minute he said it, <laughs> you, know, you, you knew what was coming. And it's all really rooted in the Garoppolo trade. And, and it's sort of, you know, the end of this, the end of what has been an odd off season to put it mildly for the Patriots. I mean, we talked about the Spurs. Well, you know throw in the Patriots. The, uh, we've often compared them on this show, right? AP over the years, yeah. uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, the two most stable franchises in sports, two of the most high profile disciplinary coaches in sports, most respected and winners. And yet here are the two teams that have had easily the two most tumultuous off seasons of any two teams in all of sports. That's Pretty hard to believe when you look at it that, that way. And, you know, the Oprah interview, you know, whatever Brady said was going to be uh, dissected a gazillion ways. Uh, but, you know, you know that, that that's the quote that's getting a lot of play here today. So we'll see. I, again, I, I thought it was great. You know, he was just, you know, again, very candid, uh, you know, and it was a very comfortable back and forth. She, as you would expect from Oprah, uh, you know, came out a lot of things in a different way than sports writers, shall we say. Um, you know, um, so I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It was a great hour. I highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen it to try to see it and watch the entire hour. There's a flow to it that that I really enjoyed and he really, you know, talked about a lot that, uh, you know, in his own words that we haven't really heard before. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. He must've felt that was the proper platform to him discuss 
his future and the other things that it's been on his mind and it was a different setting as you said uh it's probably not hardest hitting if he you know he's getting those questions in a press conference so is more relaxed and uh he was able to divulge certain things to maybe set the set the table for what's going to happen to him uh down the road not 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 too far distant correct correct i mean he talked about his family you know, the Eagles loss, things like that. Uh, you know, what it was like to be the 199th pick. He went into that in depth, which I really found interesting. He talked about his book, TB12 Method. And most importantly, I mean, you know, we're talking Oprah here. We're talking a uh, mega, mega media icon herself. She is to, you know, the media... <laughs> what Tom Brady is to football. So there's no way that Tom Brady, and again, they're sitting in comfortable chairs, I believe in her her yard, literally. Uh, you know, there's no way Tom Brady is, you know, not going to engage with Oprah. Again, she is at his level, probably above. I mean, she's her own conglomeration uh, with her own network. So, you know, it would have been uncomfortable and embarrassing for all concern for him not to be engaging and forthcoming, which is exactly what I thought he was. So I loved it. I, you know, uh, give me more of it. That's all I can say. There was Tom versus time on Facebook, the book that he wrote, you know, he has a lot going on. And at the end of the day, P, I would just say this, you know, and this is what, this is the theme that comes across, you know, there's a lot more to his life in football than football. Football is a big part of his life. It's his job. But, you know, what's happening, and maybe people from New England wouldn't get it as much as I and you who have lived here. You know, when Brady arrived at the team, he was just – football was his life. There was nothing else in his life uh, that, that was even close to football. But now he's married, uh, oh, by the way, to one of the world's – most famous supermodels, and, you know, he has kids, period. That that changes everything. Anybody with kids knows that. And that's it. You, you know, there's just, uh, he, he's a well-rounded human being. Uh, and whether, you know, it's Monaco, like there was a lot of people talking about him being at, you know, the, the Monte Carlo Grand Prix there in Monaco and throwing the pass to the race car driver from the yacht and all that. I, <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I, I love to see him doing all these things. I, you know, he was golfing down at Chinnacock Hills last week with, I believe, Ricky Fowler and Rory McIlroy, if I'm not mistaken. I love this stuff. This is, you know, what he should be doing. I liken it to the royal family in Britain, AP, you know. You know, I want to see them in a Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think people like, for the most part, seeing their quote, heroes, whatever word you want to use, icons, you know, world-famous people that they watch. I think people like to watch them doing great and fun things. And if it's Brady on a yacht in Monte Carlo or uh, at, at the U.S. Open course on the Hamptons with two of the top players in the world, I think it's great. I just do. I mean... Give, give me more is all I can say. Yeah, I believe 
people like to see their icons, their heroes living a big and full life. That's it. You said it better than me. Big and full life. Yeah. I mean, experiencing all these things that you wish you could be at these events. That they earned, by the way. You know, Brady has earned. Brady has earned everything he has. Um, So, yeah. Again, I, I think people love it, whether it's movie stars, whatever it is, I think they like people enjoy watching them live the high life, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I think most people enjoy it. I, I know I do. Um, but AP, hard to believe. We only got to talk about one quarterback. Uh, we have a couple others uh, to talk about. So why don't we do to do that on the other side of the break? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the World Cup. And it's just great, as I said at the top of the show, to have... Uh, World Cup soccer on pretty much all day long, every day. It's just really enjoyable. Uh, And also, for all us golf lovers, uh, the Travelers Championship this week. Fabulous field. Maybe their best ever. Brooks Koepka will be there, along with the likes of Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth, who we all remember how he won the Travelers last year, holding out from the sand in sudden death. Probably the best... Uh, finish to a PGA event in all of 2017. So, AP, we were talking uh, Tom Brady in the previous segment. We still have, want to stick with some quarterbacks, and you have some news on the Manning front, correct? Yes, yes, John. You know, three years ago, I attended the Manning Passing Academy, which is located in Thibodeau, Louisiana, at Nichols State. 
So I'm going to make a, a journey back there in a few days, and I'm looking forward because I've been told that Tua Tunga Vailoa and Jalen Hurts, the two Alabama quarterbacks, and Jarrett Stidham of Auburn will be in attendance as the camp, a few of the camp counselors. That sounds great. Uh, quick question: Is Jared Stedham returning to Auburn this year? By the way, yes, he will be returning. Okay. Uh, you, you know, he uh, played that first year at Baylor, then he right. uh, sat, sat out, then came to Auburn last year. Was starting quarterback, was terrific, and uh, I think looking for better things from Jared. He's uh, accurate passer, good arm. Needs to work on the ball security issues. Okay, and that's why I wanted to ask. I, I knew he had gone to Baylor, and so I just wasn't curious. I was curious as to where he stood, but coming back to Auburn, I love it. Uh, well, that sounds great. Uh, you know, Peyton seems to be everywhere. Uh, I think he was at the Indy 500 when I last saw him, but he's doing fun things. He's doing the things we talked about with Tom Brady. He's, he's you know, living life and and having fun, and I think it's great. And then Eli... Uh, big year for Eli, you know, does he have, how much does he have left? He's got Saquon Barkley, the Odell Beckham melodrama, which seems to be a consistently playing, although Odell seems to be toeing the line saying, you know, he's not holding out. He's showing up at OTAs, training camps, mini camps, all that, uh, which is kind of different. Although he stated his interest in, uh, making more money, surprise, surprise. And he deserves it. I mean, he's, he's special. But, yeah, the Giants are going to be a team to watch. Uh, I, myself, as growing up in Pennsylvania, I can't wait to see how, you know, Eli Manning with Saquon Barkley in the backfield. And he's a well-known pass catcher and pass blocker in addition to his tremendous running ability, obviously. So, uh I'm really curious to see that this year. That's at the top of my list of things I'll be watching this year. Yeah, John, I mean, every quarterback wishes they had a top-notch running back and receiver. Well, now Eli has those two weapons at his hands, you know, in, you know, with the team. So I'm looking for the Giants to be improved. And, you know, Saquon Barkley, especially a rookie running back, you can give him the ball all day and they don't get tired, you know, that first-year player. Uh, coming out of college, so Eli, it'd be fun to speak to him if I have a moment just to ask him about that. Those dynamics of having Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley now in his uh, in the arsenal. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, I know my views a little colored. I'm a fan of Saquon and Penn State. Uh, AP, you know, uh, you heard it here first. I, I would be disappointed, and I fully, fully expect. Saquon Barkley to have an identical rookie year as did Ezekiel Elliott and just before him, Todd Gurley. I expect nothing less than just bursting on the scene and not only being the rookie of the year, but being literally or the or the offensive rookie of the year minimum. But, you know, literally being MVP level type performance. And I know that's a lot to say, but, you know. I think he, what he has shown us makes that a reasonable expectation. Uh, maybe not yeah, MVP. So. We'll, we'll start with Rookie of the Year. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, John, he, he's a dynamic player. I mean, like you say, he catches the football. He's powerful. He's got good speed. He, he Special seems, teams. I think he's going to be a good, t- good teammate, which is important when I'm looking at players. Totally. Uh, the Giants a, need that. Uh, you know, 
yeah, Giants need some guys that are not going to give anybody, uh, you know, any trouble, have any, all these personality conflicts. You know, if something doesn't go right, they fly off the handle, and next thing you know, it's in the media, and they're, you know, all these disruptions, and your team is not focused on winning. So, you know, and he's with a veteran quarterback. There's a, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is a wide receiver. So he he's went to the right team, and it's cold weather. He's used to playing in cold weather. I think yep. that's important when you draft a running back, but then you're a giant. So, but yeah, I, I expect big things from Saquon Barkley. Yeah. In addition to everything you mentioned, he is a leader. The Giants lost their way, you know, uh, period. We're talking about the Spurs, great organization, having issues, Patriots having issues, include the Giants in that conversation. Again, picture of stability. They've lost their way in recent years. They just have. There is no other way to say it. And I think Saquon Barkley could be the critical piece to help restore it, uh, you, you know, with the help, of course, of, you know, Eli Manning and get, and making sure Odell is 100% on board and mature and all that. And, uh, I mean, there's your big three right there, potentially. And granted, Eli, we don't know how long he has left, but I, I think he has a you – know, I think there's a chance he's going to be reborn uh, here at the end of his career with the Saquon and hopefully uh, a mature Odell. And now we're, now we're talking again, you know, uh, Troy Emmett, Michael type of combination there. So we shall see. Oh yeah. The giants fans, they should be thrilled with this upcoming season and the draft choice that they made with Saquon Barkley. And uh, there's no reason that they can't have a really good and, dynamic offensive team correct couldn't couldn't agree more um ap before we close we, we've talked a lot about mysterious injuries just and we only have a minute to go but i andrew luck there's a situation the bears watching he threw last week first time we've seen it but he threw a high school football uh that is maybe the story of the year in the nfl right there don't you think yeah, that's that was interesting, right? So on the of all the things that you're going to put in your hands, it's a high school football, not a college football, and not an NFL football. It's a high school football, so right. complete with the white reason, stripes. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the reason. Yeah, right. I don't know the reason, but I'll be glad to see Andrew uh, playing football again. Me too. Me too. We're all missing out if Andrew Luck isn't playing football uh, again. We started with a mystery and Kawhi Leonard mysterious injury and. The fallout, so to speak. Uh, I, I think we can close with Andrew Luck and his mysterious injury and uh, the fallout that that's created, too. So the Colts and the Giants, two teams worth watching this year. But, AP, thank you, as always, for calling in today. Uh, we're starting to ease back into a little football talk. I'm loving it. Uh, but thanks again. We enjoy your perspective, as always. Well, thank you, John. Thank you very much for having me on the show. All right, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel, and we'll talk sports again next week.